Happy Newmanium, everyone. Yes, it is 2019. Happy Newmanium. And uh, yeah, this is But I Don't Want to Be, a secondary character. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And uh, we're having another week off, you know, for the Christmas New Year period. You know, we're enjoying time with our family and friends and stuff, which I'm sure most of you are out there. And uh, last week we brought you a, an episode from The Vault, The Bizarro Jerry. And uh, this week we, uh, well, it was my pick for The Bizarro Jerry last week. And uh, Stephen's picked an episode for this week from The Vault. Um, which one's that? Yeah, it's not a normal episode. Uh, I thought we should uh, put back up our episode that we did with Matt McCoy, the awesome and super lovely and gracious actor who played um, Lloyd Braun. Yes, in two George's episodes. Mortal Enemy. That's right. In The Gum and The Serenity Now, he was the second reincarnation, or second incarnation, yes. I should say, of Lloyd Braun. And yeah, he was a very nice guy. He was filming uh, the TV show Jack Ryan at the time. In Morocco. In Morocco, yes. He played a captive uh, doctor, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Pretty sure. Um, also, we were learning how to interview on Skype with our microphone, so our microphones might sound a bit weird, but Matt sounded perfect. Yeah. He was great. Well, that so was the most important thing. That was. So just re- so we do apologise about the uh, the mics on our end, but no, it was a very very enjoyable interview. It goes for about 20 minutes or so, and uh, yeah, it was really great that... like I loved Stephen House so early on into our run, because this was season one as well. Mm. So early on, we got an interview, which I'm really stunned about, and we haven't got an interview yet since. But, no, um, well, mind yeah. you, we haven't been trying really hard. A no, random no, email here and there. We yeah, should try yeah, a bit yeah. harder on that front, but we yeah, should. we'll yeah. get around to it, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, I hope you enjoy our interview with Matt McCoy, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun, and um, yeah, hope you're having a great 2019 so far, and uh, we'll be back next week for a new episode. And you're on, but I don't want to be a secondary character, Seinfeld podcast about secondary characters of our beloved show Seinfeld, and We have the absolute pleasure on the phone right now, all the way from Marrakesh, Morocco. We have an actor who played Lloyd Braun in The Gum and The Serenity Now in Seinfeld, Matt McCoy. Hey, Matt. Hey, good morning, man. How are you? Good evening, huh? Morning for me, evening for you. That's right. How is it in Marrakesh? I I tell you, I had never been here before. It sounded... um, uh, There's just something very magical about the place. I had uh, had the great pleasure of shooting over in India and Italy and different places around the world. But uh, when this offer came to come here, it just, uh, you know, I didn't need to read the script. And uh, it was just a great, a great adventure. And uh, these people are wonderful. This country is amazing. Uh, it's, uh, I think we could all take a lesson from the people here in Marrakesh. They're really, really great people. Oh, great. Yeah. And, um, what um what are you what are you doing over in Marrakesh? Well, we're shooting the new uh, Jack Ryan series, uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. So we're doing um, eight episodes, not not dissimilar from sort of uh, the way the industry's going now. Whether it's Big Little Lies or True Detective, where they get uh, you know people like John Krasinski who's playing Jack Ryan and uh, uh, big stars that did Big Little Lies and uh, True Detective. You do eight episodes, uh, you sort of pique people's interest and, uh, you know, you come back and, and maybe do eight more down the road or something. So uh, John Krasinski's playing Jack Ryan. I play a, a captive uh, Doctors Without Borders. I'm captive for about three months. Um, my wife wishes it was less so I could shave. Yeah, but we like uh, your beard. It's probably uh, a nice beard. Yeah, it's very, um, <laughs> yeah. It's very manly. It, it came in a little... Uh, Came in a little blonder this time than I think the last time I had a beard. But okay. uh, 
Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a good, um, it's a good mix of salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a dash more salt in there than pepper, but uh, I'll, uh, it, it's going great. Uh, you know, John's uh, doing a great job, and I, I'm really, uh, really grateful to be a part of it and uh, everybody that I'm working with. Oh, awesome, awesome. Great. Yeah, so um, as well as our listeners know, um, you played the character of Lloyd Braun in Seinfeld. So, I guess to start, just from like a general perspective, like what what was that overall experience like over the seasons? You know, as a, as an actor on such a high profile and amazing TV show. Well, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a testament to the show that what are we, 20 years later and we're still talking about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just how wonderful it was and the impact that it had on people. It was a show I think that people discovered too. My kids discovered it, you know, sort of in reruns. I mean, it was very popular when it aired live back in the 90s, but it's a show that people keep discovering. Uh, and I, I remember walking into the room and meeting Larry and, uh, and Jerry uh, reading for the part and, uh, you know, geez, yeah, I, I, they didn't give you a whole lot. It was a guy that was uh, uh, just got out of an insane asylum uh, <laughs> because he was uh, he was running Mayor Dinkins' campaign. Yeah, you guys yeah. probably know more than I do. Is that right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, mayor Dinkins. Yeah, uh, David Dinkins was the mayor of New York back in the '90s. So this guy was sort of burnt out, and I guess had some sort of meltdown, and they had to send him away. And uh, so he just. He's just gotten out, and uh, uh, you know, you sort of take what you get before you start reading for these great folks. And uh, I, I don't quite know what I did, but uh, it, it turned out great. And uh, I have to tell you, on the set, I just sort of tried to stay out of these guys' way. These guys were so funny. Uh, Michael Richards and uh, Jerry, Jason, everybody was just so funny man uh, just and julia louis i mean all all of these people were just really <laughs> i just tried to stay out of the way to be honest and just uh and just sort of blend in and when you know when you go into something that's so well established you just want to try to fit in seamlessly and uh, i think that's what they were so great about doing is all of these characters that stand out these sort of secondary players they just blended seamlessly right into the cast yeah well, that would have been amazing yeah. yeah. Matt, did you, um, with the character of Lloyd Braun, obviously um, it was paid, played originally by Peter Callahan in uh, The Non-Fat Yogurt, and you played Lloyd Braun in a couple more episodes. Um, did you have any right. say in terms of the character or, or how they were developed? Well, I, I think I had say in what I brought to the table initially, and they didn't. They liked what I brought uh, into the audition as an actor, if you sort of get the gig by what you brought in the room to get the part, you sort of stick with that. But uh, you're also uh, so open to any sort of uh, expansion of that or change in that or pivot uh, that you would do in that. And uh, uh, Larry David was so great about that. Um, try this, try this, try this. But uh, uh, yeah, you're, 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 uh, you stick with what got you there, I guess. And, uh, and yeah. And, and as I say, you're you're ready to uh, to change it if if uh, if need be. Yeah, I guess if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's right. And you know, I, I think Lloyd Braun, the, the parts that I played, the episodes that I did were season eight and season nine. And I do remember that by the time that they got to that part, 
of the uh, of the season. I, I think they did it without an audience because the audience that they had initially for the first couple of seasons would sort of get ahead of of the dialogue. They'd start laughing before, you know, if you knew Michael was coming in the room, the audience would sort of give it away, uh, you know. So I, I think doing it, the audience actually sort of spoiled the joke sometimes. They were just so uh, ingrained with these characters. So yeah. they started doing it with, I don't know, because it seemed to help uh, the timing of the show. We didn't have to wait for laughter, which, you know, just kept coming a mile a minute. So uh, it was interesting to see how they did it. Uh, have you heard that before from other people that uh, it just worked better without an audience? Um, I guess, not, I guess, it, I guess it would. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. not that specifically, but when you mentioned that um, the crowd would go wild before um, you know Kramer or Michael would come in, I think by about season four they had to specifically. Maybe you can you know sort of confirm this, or maybe you saw this, but they had to. Um, I think the producers and stuff when they were filming had to actually ask the audience to stop hooting and hollering when he came in because it caused such a delay in the filming and all the actors were just standing around waiting for it to, to finish before the you know the, the episode could get on. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, and Michael would always do something different each time. So when he came into the room, my goodness, you didn't know what was coming, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was it was just better to, uh, uh, you know, just to sort of remove that element that, that threw off the timing. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, just a, a, a treat. A treat to I still look back on it. It's funny, I've been doing this about 40 years, and it's funny the roles you play throughout your career and what sticks, uh, what doesn't stick, what people remember. Uh, and I think today, Seinfeld, you know, along with other things that I've been so fortunate to be a part of, but Seinfeld is still one that uh, uh, people uh, people identify with. So it's, it's really a great honor to be a part of it. Well, we're doing a podcast about it 20 years after it finished or thereabouts, so it goes to show, you know, how popular the show is and how it's still growing. It's great. Yeah, no, I agree. The longevity is uh, is pretty crazy, uh, you know, and uh, it's funny how things come around as well. Uh, Alec Berg, who was one of the writers on, on that show, I still work with now on Silicon Valley on HBO and uh, that's, that's uh, one of my playing a sort of... Yeah, do you guys get, you watch Silicon Valley down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't, yeah. Yeah, we pretty much get everything that comes out of America, so. <laughs> most, of our, most of our media <laughs> no, are American. I don't, so, yeah. uh, I don't think it's that way that you're on the moon or something. No, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know if you watched it's it. It's almost as yeah. far. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not just Crocodile Dundee and, but I, I, yeah. and Kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, not and Vegemite and all that stuff, yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, no. You're not just listening to Men at Work. You don't just listen to Men at Work down yeah, there, yeah, is that do. right? Yeah, we, we ride around in kangaroos and um, yeah. listen to Men at Work. They're still charting 30 years later. They're yeah. still number one. So. Yeah, there's there's yeah. been no songs released since whenever that song came out. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colin, Colin is Colin's still the biggest star down there, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it's it. huge. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm, dating, I'm dating myself here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Alec Berg, I mean, I play this uh, similar character on Silicon Valley that's uh, a little bit left of center. Uh, this attorney that's uh, been doing time and uh, has had a few run-ins with the law. So I don't know if you watch, if you guys watch those, uh, the character I play on there. But there's the great connection with Seinfeld as well. Yeah, oh, great. Do you get do you get pulled up on the street, you know, from fans saying, "Hey, Lloyd Braun," or 
you know, do you, do you get anything like that? I think probably every day of my life. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Do they ask you to quote Lloyd yeah. Brown, Lloyd, yeah. Lloyd Brown No, I mean, you'll, you'll hear people yell out, Surrender Me Now. Oh, uh, Surrender Me Now. Yeah. Surrender Me uh, Now and Sandy Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did you actually enjoy ringing the bell on the set? You know, when Lloyd Braun, he, he, like, he doesn't have his phone connected and he just loves ringing the bell. Did you enjoy doing that, like him? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, that particular episode, I remember going to uh, Andy Ackerman, who was the director of that. And that was the first time I worked with, uh, with Jerry Stiller, who was just phenomenal on that show, you know. And you talk about a guy that, uh, that everything, every take was different. Uh, Jerry was unbelievable. And I, I, once again, I never knew... I never knew when he was done and when I was supposed to come in because everything was just so brilliant that came out of his mouth. And I remember going to the director afterwards and saying, you know, did, did you get what you needed there? And he goes, oh, yeah. He said it was fantastic. So these, uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, it, it, stuff like that. I, I remember really uh, distinctly uh, things that happened on the set because, once again, I felt like I was just trying to, to stay out of the way and do what I did and let everybody else do what they were so great at doing. Yeah. Yeah. With Lloyd Braun, I guess, being George Costanza's main nemesis, I imagine if he was real, he would have a lot of nemesis because he's a pretty, pretty shady guy, I guess. Is that like working with Jason um, on the set? Like, is that that dynamic in the show? Is that something you tried to sort of feed off to, to make it more like a nemesis? Like, was that was that a inspiration point when you were filming or? Well, it's funny. I knew Jason back in New York, uh, so it was a little bit of a uh, uh, reuniting with us when I had seen each other, and it, it, I had to remind him that we knew each other uh, back in New York. But uh, you know, he was—we uh, both sort of started off at the same time back in Manhattan. Um, but you know, everything was on the page there, guys, and that was what was so great about the writing. Um, it, it was all there, and uh, uh, so. You know, I had heard about, yeah, Jason always complains to his parents. His parents always complained to him that why couldn't he be more like Lloyd Braun? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> whereas Jason was a whole lot better than Lloyd Braun, you know, when you dug a little deeper. Uh, he was, uh, he, but, I, you know, I think, uh, no, it was all there. Uh, Jason and I had had great fun with it. We didn't have too many scenes together. You know, every time I was with Jason and he was uh, lamenting over, you know, Lloyd Braun, Lloyd Braun, I always had Kramer that had my back yeah, uh, that was standing I, up for him. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched I watched The Gum the other day and, and Michael was in uh, pretty much most of your scenes in that episode. So you did you were with him uh, more, than, uh, more than Jason. Yeah, and so Michael always had my back that, you know, he's not crazy. Don't worry, guy... He's not crazy. I, uh, yeah, really. And, uh, you know, then they had the, the... Go ahead. No, no, you go. All good. All good. <laughs> they were talking about... You know, it's funny how they connected the dots within a half-hour episode, whether it was the relationship with George. I had dated Elaine in the past. Um, so, you know, they connected those dots. My connection with George. Uh, Jerry was the only one in the cast who didn't know me uh until i was brought in you know and that was the gum episode that yeah can you get me some of that gum and yeah. 
Maybe it was those glasses. So that's it, it. It's what now? Oh, yeah. When Jerry wears the glasses and the gum, you know, you couldn't quite distinguish who you were. That's probably why he didn't notice it too much. <laughs> yeah, everything. You know, that's just it. You never knew what was going to come around in that script. What little seed that they would plant that would, you know, eventually come around 20, 10 minutes later and how they'd put a bow on it at the end. Um, it was the kind of show as well, because the writing was so good, it made you want to go back and watch it again and connect the dots with how they connected the dots within the writing. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were, we were kind of just talking about that. We recorded um, an episode just before speaking to you, and we were like commenting on how good uh, the writing is where someone will make a throwaway line in you know season two or something and then it'll you know you don't think much of it when you hear it as a viewer and then a season later or two seasons later it sort of comes to fruition that you know like even across seasons it's there's, the continuity is so good yeah I, I agree with you and that that's the the foresight in the writing that these guys did as well and i think silicon valley has that element as well if you'll uh if, if you guys closely as well they drop the seed as well yeah. and that's mike judge and alec berg with with silicon valley they're they're masters at that how things come around and this sort of light bulb goes off in your head and the reference back is just it's it's really uh really wonderful stuff yeah i'm, I'm a fan of anything that mike judge does so everything everything that he yeah does, I, I, I i love it he's a he's an absolute are you are you guys are you guys up to date on silicon then uh, i've only seen the first season I, st I still need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I will watch it. I'll get around to it for sure. Yeah. It's on. It's on my list of. I've got an endless list of shows to watch. But it's there. It's on there. Yeah. It's in my yeah. too. You sound like uh, you sound like my wife and I. It's just there's too much good television. I mean, the television is really fantastic these days, isn't it? Whether it's you know True Detective or Silicon Valley or Veep or yeah uh, Westworld or Game of Thrones I mean it's really it's there's too much yeah you yeah. almost you almost have to retire from real life to sort of keep up to it keep <laughs> up to date with it yeah you know I guess for me to retire that would mean I would have a job at some point so I uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever worked a day in my life I'm really really grateful for uh, having the opportunity to do what I do that's, oh, that's the best yeah yeah Great. Well, Matt McCoy, thank you so much for speaking to us. We really appreciate uh, giving us the time, and uh, yeah, it was a great chat. Hey guys, it, hey, it's a, it's really uh, I, I appreciate the support so much, which I told you in the email, and uh, it, it's just a, a really uh, once again a really cool show to be a part of. To have great people like yourself remember it, and have your listeners remember it. So, anything I can do for you down the road, uh, give a shout and. Uh, uh, give my best to everybody down there in Australia, all right? Oh, thanks. thanks so much, Matt. Yeah, cheers, Matt. Much appreciated. Thank you.